How often do you eat meat? Two, three, maybe four times a week? Or perhaps as much as twice a day? In this podcast, we explore the impact of something that we consume in our daily lives. Most of us have grown up with the habit of having meat on an all-too-regular basis. For South Asians like myself, a dish without meat was hardly a dish at all. Back when I was smaller, there was almost no question as to whether the meat we were eating was halal or not. Now there are genuine doubts and confusions as the new generation starts to dig deeper into Islam than their parents did before them. Let's first begin with the basics. In regards to halal meat specifically, what does the Quran say? Halal means permissible, tayyib means good and pure, but within the Quran and Hadith terminology, Tayyib has been used synonymously with halal, meaning halal. Tayyib means halal. This is Yunus Tatwala, an Islamic scholar from East London. In the verse of the Quran, Surah Al-Baqarah, verse number 172, Allah says, Eat that which is tayyib. Tayyib here means halal. In another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhal rusul, kulu minat tayyibati wa'amalu saliha. Surah Al-Mu'minun, verse number 51. O messengers, eat tayyib and do good actions. Again, tayyib here means halal. So sometimes it has come with emphasis. So in Surah Baqarah, verse number 168, Allah says in the Quran, Ya ayyuhal nas, kulu mimma fil ardi halalan tayyiba. O people, eat from the earth what is halal tayyib. So here halal and tayyib have come together, meaning emphasis of halal. Yes, there is a concept of tayyib meaning wholesome, tayyib meaning pure, tayyib meaning natural, tayyib meaning good. But it is not a condition that a person, when he eats something, it has to be natural. That's the fiki aspects of the issue. But remember, Islam was meant to elevate the condition of humanity and the world at large. Yet does the way in which we eat meat actually lead towards that ideal? And this, I think, is, uh, is an important question. You know, we look at the Sunnah, you can see that the Prophet ﷺ was basically semi-vegetarian. And certainly the idea that a lot of Muslims have today that they need to eat meat every day, or in some cases with every meal, so two or three times a day, that definitely is extreme. Abdul Hamid Evans is part of Halal Focus, an organization that works to improve the ethical standards of halal meat across the world. And if we look, you know, if we draw parallels between the diets of a lot of the Muslim world, particularly among Asian community in the Middle East and in Southeast Asia, you can see there are very high levels of heart disease, diabetes, and these dietary-related, lifestyle-related illnesses are alarmingly high among the Muslim communities. And certainly it isn't good enough to say, well, this food is halal so I can eat as much of it as I want. It's important to have healthy, balanced diets and get good amounts of exercise and really look after our health. We should be looking after our bodies. We have them on loan from the Creator. We'll have to return them. We should return them in as good a condition as we can. And, you know, I don't think it's a question of boycotting the meat industry, but I think the Muslim community have to pay more attention to the way that they're eating meat and what kind of meat they're eating. And beyond the hugely negative health impacts, our habits have major environmental impacts too. The global meat industry is far from ethical, exploiting not just animals but humans as well. And the global halal industry is experiencing a boom. And we have to question, as Muslims, does it have the same ethical and integrity issues as the industry as a whole? 
recently we heard about the Brazil scandal as well, where fake certificates were being given for meat and poultry destined for the Middle East. So there are integrity problems in lots of places, but it's the economy that drives this. It's a consumption that is driving this. So everywhere, the main drivers are our consumption and economy. I think within the whole meat and poultry industry, we know that majority of the industry is trying to produce as quickly as possible. Mass production is the name of the game. And the demand is such that they will continue to do mass production. And what that means or what that entails is factory farming and many of the times the ethical requirements are not fulfilled. But in terms of halal, does that make the animal that we eat, which is slaughtered correctly, does it make it haram? No, it does not make it haram. It, the animal still remains halal. Yes, ethically, morally, we should be encouraging all animals to be treated properly. If you can afford free range or organic, then that would be the best. But in terms of halal, it does not change the status of halal if it was factory farmed or it, if it was not ethically treated. In a situation where people cannot afford food, it would not make sense to deny them subsidence. But there is no doubt there is an Islamic and moral emphasis ensuring the animal's welfare and ensuring dayib on a communal level. Should we accept an industry that prefers to meet the minimum threshold of what is halal? Do Muslims in mass number of a certain wealth have an excuse? This is a topic which is coming under discussion increasingly more frequently now. I think in the past it's probably fair to say that there's been almost an obsession with the halal aspect of something and very little attention paid to the taib. The interesting thing is if we look in Quran, we see that Allah states eat halal and taiban. It isn't halal and taib, it's halal and taiban. So this is like one thing, you can't really separate them. So we should be eating halal and taib as one thing. And in a way we've kind of separated them and we've become slightly somewhat obsessed with the legalities of how the chicken was slaughtered or whether, you know, where the gelatin was from and paying less attention to the whole concept of halal and taib. We can see that Allah couples halal and taib consistently couples them together. And I think this is something where we actually need a slightly deeper understanding of what really halal and taib should be reaching for. I think something we need to understand here is that a lot of the halal produce is not produced by the Muslim community. It's produced by major stakeholders in the industry who, of course, will do the minimum required to get the product certified and to get the products onto the shelves. So in general, there is a need for the whole level of quality to be raised. I don't know whether you can really say it's not really halal. There, of course, there are differences of opinion. You have some, more, I would say, more extreme views that if stunning has been used in any way, then product would not be acceptable. Although this isn't the general consensus of the Muslims around the world. There's a certain faction in the English community that take that view. And, you know, at the, other, at the other extreme end, you have people who say, well, there's the food of the people of the book is, uh, is acceptable for us. It's halal for us. So we can eat that. And there are all kinds of positions in between. I think, you know, whether we're looking at it, a question whether it's not really halal or whether there are, people are falling short in their ethics, we should be producing the best food which is available. 
And if we look at what's going on in other sectors of the health market, the sort of health awareness which is going on, looking at eco-ethical concerns with the environment and animal welfare, certainly in my opinion, it's not enough that you have something which just has a halal sticker on it. And then you find out that it was, you know, a factory farmed bird which had been kept in a cage and now had its beak clipped or its wings clipped and really hasn't led a proper life. I think we need to be more aware about all of these issues. And again, there's so much information out there to where the more health conscious elements within mainstream society are very aware of these things and the Muslim community in general does not pay enough attention to it. We should have the best food, the best health and the best lifestyle. The Muslims are lacking, we're falling behind and we have some catching up to do and we should be leaders in these fields rather than followers. Allah gave us power over his creation as an amana and as a test, one that we will be called into account for. Surely if Muslims choose to be part of the halal industry that is symmetrical to the wider meat industry, one that puts profit, desire and greed above animal welfare, if we willfully and neglectfully indulge in something that degrades the level of justice in society and in the world, then is that not a rejection to what Allah wants of us? And what about other ethical issues of our age? Would we indulge from industries that exploit humans as well? It seems just like everybody else we already do. Like what you hear? Follow us on Facebook and Twitter or donate to us at www.patreon.com forward slash Project Vanguard.